Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, I want to bring you the message entitled, The Temple of Power. That's right, the Temple of Power. God is raising up an army, an army of light that will dispel the darkness in our land. I pray that you will give your heart fully to the Lord Jesus and you will see signs, wonders, and miracles that you've never seen before. This is our day. This is our hour. Body of Christ, stand forth and you're going to see the glory of God. Well, don't forget to join us on the web 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. You can also join us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and watch our videos on YouTube and so much more. So make sure you stop by today. We would love to have you. All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, The Temple of Power, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Uh, turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, the 60th chapter, Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. And we're gonna start there today. We're going to start there today, Isaiah 60. Saints of God, let me tell you that we have entered the time, even more so, that the world needs to see Jesus manifested in your life. You must arise to the place where they see Jesus, they see the light of God working in you and through you. The words on the pages of the Bible must become manifested in your life. What God says you can do is time to actually believe that you can do it. What God says you can have, it's time to believe that you can actually have it. Who God says you are, it's time for you to believe that you are actually that person. The word of God must be the final authority in your life. Isaiah 60, verse number one reads like this. It says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted. That is the word see there really is talking about people. The abundance of the people shall be converted unto thee and the forces 
of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The word forces there is also translated uh, wealth. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to thee. I want you to see this prophetic in time picture because we're living in this time right this very moment. And I want to do my best to allow the Holy Spirit to use me in a way that is pleasing unto him. And I pray that you will do your best to hear what thus saith the Lord. The Bible says here, verse number one, again, arise. We must arise as the body of Christ. We must arise. That is, we can no longer be in that seated position or we can no longer be in a resting position or a lounging position. We must now come to attention. We must now be accounted for. We can no longer be AWOL, absent without leave. He says, arise, shine. The word shine, there is an action word. word. It is a verb. There's something that we're going to have to do. And we're going to see this today in the word of God. He says, for your light is come. That is, your moment in time and destiny has finally arrived. Your light has come. Your moment, if you would, your moment in the spotlight has come. You are now center stage. It's now time for you. We were at a talent show just a few weeks ago, I believe, and Sister Brittany was there. And uh, she had her time in the light. She had to wait on others to come and do their thing. And others were dancing and, and, and some were singing. But she had to wait. Brittany had to wait for her time. And she came up and she sang. <laughs> A lot prettier than I just did, let me tell you. But she had to wait for her time in the spotlight. Even a few, uh, uh, maybe a few other weeks uh, ago, they had the, the play Grease there at the high school, and, and Madison and, and Jasmine and, and McKenna had to wait their time. Was McKenna in the play that time? Yes, she was. That's right. They had to wait their time. They had to wait their cue, wait for their moment. This is now your moment, body of Christ. This is now your moment to shine. God said, for thy light is come. Now the spotlight is on you. Now the attention is on you. Amen. Now they will see. Now who is he talking about? He's talking about us, but who is, who is going to see? He's talking about the Gentiles, those that are without God, the godless. God said, I will allow them to see the brightness of your life. I will allow you to become a showcase of my glory. And we're going to see this today. It is time. It is time. It is time. This is why he says we should arise. It's time to get up now. It's time to get up now. You've been sitting there on the bleachers. You've been sitting there on the bench for a while. But God said, you, number five, it's time for you now to come and get in the game. It is now center stage. It is your moment. This is your moment in history. This is your divine moment. God said, arise now. Arise, shine, shine. It's time for them to see what God made you to be. It's time for you to show your stuff. It's time for you to do your thing. It's time for you to make it do what it do. Are you hearing me? It's time for the anointing to be revealed in your life. This is our moment. This is our finest hour. And God said that we must rise, shine. For your light has come. Here's your moment. And then the Lord said, I'm going to do something. He said, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Amen. 
That is, he's going to put his glory, or we can say his super, upon your natural, and their head will turn as they see the supernatural work of God in your life. Now, here again, this word must be discerned, and you must receive this for your own self, not just another preacher. I'm not just another preacher who's talking on a microphone. I know that I'm an oracle of the Lord. I'm a person that has been assigned to bring the words of heaven out of the throne of God and proclaim them to the people of God. And as the Lord said many times, let those that have an ear hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Verse 2 says, for behold, now here is the day and time that we're living in right now. The Lord said, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Darkness shall cover the earth. Now, what is darkness? In the simplest form, darkness is the absence of light. Amen. The absence of light. That is, dark places shall cover the earth. And the enemy works in dark places. Isn't it covering the earth right now? Sure it is. All you have to do is watch the news broadcast. Darkness is covering the earth. But as the Bible is talking about earth here, it's talking about the, our society as well. It's talking about the nations. It's even talking about nature in itself, how nature is beginning to react. There are more earthquakes. There are more floods. There are more uh, what they would say natural disasters on the scene. This is happening right now at this very moment. And as a result of all that, it says, and gross darkness, the people, darkness covers the earth and gross darkness, the people. Yeah. Now, when you see the word gross darkness here, gross darkness uh, speaks about a thick cloud, a thick, dark cloud covering people, covering obviously the mind of people. This is why you'll find more people depressed. This is why you find more people anxious. This is why you find more people fearful and doubtful because gross darkness is covering the people right this very moment. Right this very moment, suicide rate is off the charts. Right this very moment, gross darkness also talks about the coldness of people's hearts happening right this very moment. There are many that sit in darkness and they don't know where to go and what to do. That's why the Bible says that we must rise and shine, shine the light of Jesus Christ. We must shine the light of the gospel. We must allow the Lord to have full expression through us that they may see the light and come to the light and find salvation. This is our time. This is our finest hour. The Lord said that he's going to put his glory upon us. Now, look at what it says. It says, it says, uh, verse 2 again, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but, say but, but the Lord shall, shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. It shall be seen upon thee. This is the tangible, manifested glory of God. There will be a visible, something visible on the people of God. What was invisible shall be seen, shall be noticed, shall be able to be looked upon by the godless that are in this world. They'll be able to see the glory and the light of God upon your life. They'll be able to interact with it and like a moth that is drawn to the flame they'll be drawn to the brightness of God over your life now I'm telling you this is happening right now 
because the Lord has given us all those that believe in him. He has given us the ability to become sons of God. Hallelujah. The power to become sons of God. Hallelujah. Now, again, we said that we can use the word also daughters as well. But I pray that the word sons does not offend you, ladies. Uh, we are sons of God because actually the word also says that we, the church, are actually also called the bride of Christ. So if, if God can call you a son and call me a bride, I think we should all be okay with it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Hallelujah. So he said he's given us the ability to become sons of God or children of God or children of the light. We are children of the light. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. So the Bible says again, but God shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And as a result of that, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Look at that. The Gentiles shall come. The godless, those that are without God will rise and come to you. They will come to the light, the light that is in you. Are you hearing me? They'll come. They'll come. They're coming. They're coming right now. Even on your job, uh, even in the, even in Walmart, even wherever you go, the glory of God is being seen and it is manifesting right now, right at this very moment. If you say, "Well, I haven't seen that in my life," well, then why are you still sitting on the bleacher? Why are you still sitting on the pew? God said, "Get up!" And if you get up, He said, "His glory will arise upon you. He's going to endue you with His power, so that they may come out of." Of darkness into his marvelous light I'm telling you that this is true fact this is not a fairy tale this is true fact God is raising up his army even at this moment even in this climate of darkness where darkness is covering the the whole earth and gross darkness the people God is raising up an army of light that will shine with his glory and those that are without God will see the brightness of it and come to you and you'll tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ they'll give their hearts to Jesus and the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon you will break the yokes of sadness doom gloom and depression it will break the yokes of that gross darkness over their lives all you have to do is just give the Lord a chance get up from where you are and ask him into your heart give your whole life your whole self over to him because he needs all of you not just part of you give him all of you are you hearing I want you to know that. And as a result of that, the Bible says, verse number four again, lift up thine eyes round about you and see. Now he's talking to us. Lift up your eyes and see. Something else is going to occur. He says, all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy son, see here again, the people ought to be drawn to you. The godless ought to be drawn to you. Just like they were drawn to Jesus. The sinners were drawn to Jesus in the word of God. Pharisees and the scribes complain multiple times. Why is Jesus sitting with them? Why is he eating with them? Why, why is he allowing them in their presence? They continue to come to the brightness of the light that was in Jesus' life. But we said many on many other occasions that in today's modern day 
church, there is a problem because not many sinners are drawn to what we call Christians today because many that call themselves a Christians are judgmental people. They're a fault-finding people, and they are not housing the light of Jesus Christ. The light of Jesus Christ does not repel the sinner. It draws the sinner. It draws them. It draws the ungodly to Christ. It draws them, and this is what the light of God does. It draws you into his presence. Are you hearing? Oh, my God. And it says, lift up thine eyes around about you and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy son shall come from far and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. He said they're coming. They're coming. And he goes on to say in verse 5 that the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. They're going to come and bring their wealth. They're going to come and bring their wealth. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Now let's go into John 1. Let's go right into the New Testament now to go into John 1. I want to just, we're going to John 1. John 1. John the first chapter. We thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended, comprehended it not. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Are you hearing? He said, this is the light. Jesus is the light. The word of God in your heart manifested through you is the light of God. There are no two, three, four, five different kinds of light. The light of God is the word of God. It is Christ, the glory of God that is emanating in you, that is rather shining out of you and changing the word, changing the world all around you. Now, the Bible says that Jesus is a light. Now, let's go ahead and turn it over to the book of Matthew. Go to Matthew, the, uh, Matthew, the, uh, the fifth chapter. I want to see, show you something here. The Lord Jesus came as the light. He is the light of the world. He is the light of the world who brings light to those that sit in darkness. Those that sit in darkness will see a great light and come to the glory of God. Now, as we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and, and uh, as our Savior, he gives us power to become sons of God. Or we can say also bearers of his light. As we believe on him, he gives us the ability to bear his light, to house his light. He tells us more about this in Matthew, the fifth chapter, Matthew 5, verse 13 says, he says, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savior, savor, or taste wherewith shall it be salted it is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men look at verse 14 he says here's Jesus is written in red isn't it yes. he said ye are the light of the world do you see that yes. 
He's talking about you. He's talking about you, the disciples, those that believe in Christ Jesus. He says, ye are the light of the world. First, the word says that Jesus, or Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But as we receive him as Lord and Savior and become his sons, sons of God, or all his offspring, we become the light of the world. And as Isaiah says, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Now Jesus himself says, ye are the light of the world. He says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light to all that are in the house. That is the purpose. Hearing me, that is one, hearing the major purpose, why God is allowing you to carry the light, that you may be light to those that are in you, that you may carry the light to all those that are sitting in darkness in the house. Hallelujah. That you may come and bring a word of God into their situation. God will use you to breathe a word into their lives. Breathe a word and it will cast out the sorrow. Breathe a word and it will cast out the sickness and the disease breathe a word a word of wisdom a word of knowledge a word of inspiration a word of encouragement that will turn their world upside down for the gospel of Jesus Christ God wants to use you and I pray you hear me today God wants to use you he wants to shine his light in you so greatly that people will have to take notice and turn their hearts to you because so many false prophets have arisen in the land so many many cults wicca and so many things are right now in the land and their voices being heard everywhere and people are so confused they're looking for God in all the wrong places but if you will allow God to use you they'll see the brightness of Jesus Christ shining through you and you will see signs and wonders and miracles and divine impartations happening in your life because now is the time when God is raising up the army he's raising up his army the army of light that will cast out the darkness but that darkness is only cast out where there is light so you're gonna have to go and be his witnesses you're gonna have to go and be seen let God's work be made known and manifested in your life and you're gonna see change will happen all around you change will happen all around you but you've got to allow him to shine his light through you you ought to say lord shine your light through me lord shine your light through me this is happening right now at this moment in this very hour God is raising up his army of light to combat this darkness and gross darkness that is covering the land hallelujah the Lord said here, ye are the light of the world, a, a city that is set on a hill. He said, neither do uh, men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light to all that are in the house. Verse 16, let, say let, let. say let. let, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It says let, 
The word let means, it means to allow, right? Let means to allow. You've got to allow this happen, allow this happen in your life. But the word let also has connotations of a lifestyle. Not just let it happen one moment, like you just turn your big, you got a big light and just flick it one second and then put it out. Let means to allow it to happen and continue to happen. This talks about a lifestyle. Hallelujah. And don't you know, uh, it says let your light shine, but you can also not let your light shine. You can not allow your light to be exposed to those around you well how do you do that you, yes you can refuse to talk about Jesus but more of this is talking about a lifestyle you can have a corrupt lifestyle you can be born again and have a corrupt lifestyle and mar your light you can dim your light because of a corrupt lifestyle Y'all not hear me. I'll, I'll say it anyway. You can mar your light. You can dim your light by having a corrupt lifestyle, by living fleshly, living for your own self, living for your own desires, living for, the, uh, living for your own pleasures, and ignoring God. You can live for yourself and ignore Christ, ignore his word, ignore him, and mar or dim your light. I'm telling you, you can do it by a corrupt lifestyle. That's why the Lord said, let it shine. Let it not only shine in the moment, but let it continue to shine. The Lord said, if you're going to follow him, you've got to deny yourself. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow after him. This is a lifestyle of denial. We're denying the flesh. We're denying our own desires. We're divorcing what we want, and we're receiving what we want. We're even rather what he wants. We're saying, as Mary the mother of Jesus declared, be it unto me, even according to your word lord i want what you want even as john the baptist declared i must decrease and he must increase he must receive the glory out of my life i only have a short time down here and i'm gonna burn 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 bright 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 so that jesus will have the optimum glory out of this life hallelujah i'm not sure about you but i made up in my mind i'm gonna follow the lord come hell or high water i don't care who comes with me or who does not come with me I'm gonna follow the path of Jesus and his light is gonna burn brightly in my life I don't care what they say they can either put up or shut up but I'm gonna follow after the brightness of God's glory and I'm telling you as you make it up in your mind that you're gonna serve the Lord you're gonna see miracles you're gonna see signs and wonders and divine impartations and you're gonna turn this world upside down with the gospel of Jesus Christ you will be world changers and we're gonna change the world for the the gospel of Christ Jesus. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time for the body to arise and not be just weak-lipped, not be defeated, folk. What are you talking about you defeated? Jesus Christ gave his life, he shed his innocent blood, and he rose from the grave the third day so that you would have power, power and dominion over sickness, power and dominion over, the, over disease, power over circumstances and situations. He said that you are, he's made you more than conquerors through Christ. Jesus and you are over the circumstances you are more than a conqueror sickness should not abide on you you are the temple of the Holy Ghost God's spirit lives mightily on the inside of you who is the devil compared to you you've got more power over the devil you've got more power in your pinky than the devil has in his whole kingdom because the power of God the fullness of God abides on the inside of you you've got to let your light shine because there are 
people out there that don't believe in Jesus. They're mocking the church. But when they see the manifestation of the presence of God flowing over your life and through your life, then they'll take note and give their hearts to Christ. Are you hearing today? It's time. And God is raising up his body. God is raising, and I'm so glad about it. The sons of God are rising and taking their place. The Bible declares that all creation is groaning. It is groaning, waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. It was made subject by vanity. But God said when the sons come up, when the children of light rise, when God's children begin to rise, all the foolishness will stand to the side because light and darkness cannot abide in the same place. The only reason it's dark over there is because you haven't gotten over there yet. Hallelujah. The only reason that they're doom and gloom and depressed is because you haven't gotten over there yet. But you wait. Hallelujah. When you arise and shine you'll see you turn the classroom upside down. You'll turn the workplace upside down. Everywhere you go because God's raising up his army. His army of light will shine. Are you hearing Oh, my God, my God, my God. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. That's a lifestyle, something that you do and continue to do, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Let's go quickly to John, the 14th chapter. John 14, let's see what the Lord is talking about by these works. He said, let them see your good works. And as they see your good works, they're going to glorify God. Let those that have an ear hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. John 14 and 11 says, he says here, believe me that I am in the father and the father in me. Or else believe me for the very work's sake. Look at that. He said, believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the work's sake. Many times the Lord Jesus used his miracles or signs and wonders to validate his call or to validate who he said he was. He says here, if you don't believe that I'm in the Father, at least believe me for the work's sake. Because my works tell you who I am. My works tell me, tell you who I am, the Lord said. And when John the Baptist was in prison and when he doubted who Christ was, he sent his disciples over to Jesus and Jesus, and they asked, they asked Jesus for John and they, they said, uh, if you are the one, John wants us to know, are you the Messiah or do we look for another? How did Jesus respond to that? He responded by saying, go tell John that the blind are seeing, the deaf are hearing. Go tell him that the leopard are cleansed and that the dead are raised. What is he saying? He was saying, let my works validate who I am. You know who I am because I have the proof here. Because I have the proof. And this is going to be done also by those that are within the body of Christ. We've been talking too long. We've been talking too long and people don't want to hear another sermon, but they will see the power. They will be drawn by the power of God. I tell you that they will be drawn by his presence. Hallelujah. Verse 12 says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. Does anybody believe on Jesus? He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And what works? 
Greater works shall the greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father. Look at that. He said here again, let the, in, back in Matthew 15, verse 16, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. What work, Jesus? The work that I have done, the works that I do, the miracles that I have done, shall you do also and greater works than these, Jesus said, because I go unto my father. They're gonna see the works of God working through you. What you need to do and decide, you need to say, God, have my hands. I give you my hands. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I release myself into you. I give you myself. I give you all of me I hold back none of me that you may work your works in this day and time that you may work your works in this day and time hallelujah Jesus said testified himself about you in the word of God he said you do even greater works why why Jesus why are we going to do greater works he said, because I go to my father. What is the significance of Jesus going to his father? I'm glad you asked. Let's go to John 16. I'm glad you asked. Oh, you're so very astute today. What is the significance of Jesus going to his father? What is that significance? Well, John 16, verse 17 says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Where is he going away? He's going to his father. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. This is speaking about the Holy Spirit. This is speaking about the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus said the works that I do, you're going to do also. Hallelujah, that is miracles, signs, and wonders. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to raise the dead, whether physically dead or emotionally dead or maritally dead or financially dead. You're going to raise the dead. You're going to bring dead things back to life through the power of God's spirit. He said, I'm going away. It's expedient for you that I go away. I'm going to my father so that the comforter, who is the Holy Spirit, may come unto you. Well, we look at works and we look at uh, light. Well, what does that have to do with the Holy Spirit? I'm glad you asked. Let's go there to the book of Acts, Acts the first chapter. Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts the first chapter. Because the Lord said, after the Holy Spirit has come unto you, you're going to receive, somebody's going to know it, you're going to receive power. Verse number eight said, the Lord said, Acts 1, 8 says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come unto you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria unto the uttermost part of the earth. He said, you're going to receive power after the Holy Spirit has come to you, come upon you. I love that. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It's kind of like um, uh, putting a robe on, putting a robe on. He's going to clothe you with power. He's going to clothe you with power. Are you hearing me? He's going to clothe you with power. Now, when you're born again, initially born again, you receive the, the deposit of God's spirit, the earnest of God's spirit, King James says, and the spirit of God lives within you, and we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
But there is another experience that God said that you can have. He said, I'm going to clothe you with my spirit. And as the Lord clothes you with his spirit, you're going to receive power. Power to walk the life. Power to be saved. Power to remain saved. Even in the midst of a dark land full of temptation, he's going to give you his power to walk right. Power to live right. Power to be victorious in this lifetime. He's going to give you his power, but you must first give your life fully to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? He's calling for those that would give their lives fully to him. He said that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He said that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now I want to stop here today in 1 Corinthians 6. You don't have to turn to it, but 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says this. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you or who is in you, which ye have of God and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Yes, Lord. We must glorify God in our body and in our spirit, which, is, which are God's. He said, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Temple, that is a sacred place. That is a place that was erected or, or built to house the presence of the Lord or to host the presence of God. I was built to host the presence of God. I was built to house the presence of God. Don't you understand? If you are born again believer, God calls you his temple and you were then built. You were created to house his presence. You were created to showcase his presence. Say with me, I was created for that. I was created for that. I was created to house the fullness of God, Ephesians, Ephesians, third chapter, right? I was created to house the fullness of God. The power and presence of God is supposed to be in me. I'm supposed to glow with his presence. I'm supposed to have his power. I'm supposed to, to reign over my adversaries. I am supposed to be victorious. He made me for this. I was made for this. Turn to your name and tell him I was made for this. You were made to have victory over the enemy. You were made to glow with God's presence. You were made to house his power. You were made for that. You were created for that purpose that God would shine through you in such a degree, in such a way that the Gentiles will see the light of God shining through the walls, shining through the, through the windows of your temple and wonder, what is that I see on you? Why is the room always changed when you walk into it? When you come to work, they say, oh, we can always tell when you're in the building because the atmosphere changes. Something is different every time that you hear. You bring about a peace every time you come in what is it about you what is it about you what is it about you we don't know what it is but there is something about you that when you come here I feel better I feel better what it is it about you and you can tell them it's the light of Jesus Christ shining through me it's the power and presence of God that's what it is and you were created for him you are the temple of power you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I pray you've received the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we give you praise. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter 
and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.